Awake, awake, put on thy strength, O Zion. Put on thy beautiful garments, O Jerusalem. O Lord, open thou our lips. Mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hands are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 17 on page 358. Hear the right, O Lord, consider my complaint, and hearken unto my prayer that goeth not out of feigned lip. Let my sentence come forth from thy presence and let thine eyes look upon the thing that is equal. Thou hast proved and visited mine heart in the night season. Thou hast tried me and shalt find no wickedness in me, for I am utterly purposed that my mouth shall not offend. As for the works of men, by the word of thy lips I have kept me from the ways of the destroyer. O hold thou up my goings in thy paths, that my footsteps slip not. I have called upon thee, O God, for thou shalt hear me. Incline thine ear to me, and hearken unto my words. Show thy marvelous loving kindness, thou that art the Savior of them which put their trust in thee, from such as resist thy right hand. Keep me as the apple of an eye, hide me under the shadow of thy wings. From the ungodly that trouble me, mine enemies compass me round about to take away my soul. They are enclosed on their own fat, and their mouth speaketh proud things. They lie waiting in our way on every side, watching to cast us down to the ground. Like as a lion that is greedy of his prey, as it were a lion's whelp lurking in secret places. Up, Lord, disappoint him and cast him down. Deliver my soul from the ungodly by thine own sword. Yea, by thy hand, O Lord, from the men of evil world, which have their portion in this life, whose bellies thou fillest with thy hid treasure. They have children at their desire, and leave the rest of their substance for their babes. But as for me, I shall behold thy presence in righteousness, and when I awake after thy likeness, I shall be satisfied. 
Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begin the 20th verse, the fourth chapter of the book of Proverbs. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them, health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence. From out of it springs the issues of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth. Put perverse lips far from you. Let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Remove your foot from evil. Here endeth the first lesson. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 17th verse of the the fourth chapter of the book of Ephesians. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the hardening of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over to licentiousness to work all uncleanness with greediness. But you have not so learned Christ, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, that you put on the new man which was created according to God in righteousness and true holiness, Therefore, putting away lying, each one speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one body. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him who has need. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, and be kind with one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God in Christ also forgave you. Here endeth the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, 
for he has visited and redeemed his people and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant david as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets which have been since the world began that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather abraham that he would give us that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life and thou child shalt be called the prophet of the highest for thou shalt go before the face of the lord to prepare his ways to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins through the tender mercy of our god whereby the day spring from on high has visited us to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace glory be to the father and to the son and to the holy ghost as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be world without end amen i believe in god the father almighty maker of heaven and earth and in jesus christ his only son our lord who was conceived by the holy ghost born of the virgin mary suffered under pontius pilate was crucified dead and buried he descended into hell the third day he rose again from the dead he ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of god the father almighty from thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead i believe in the holy ghost the holy catholic church the communion of saints the forgiveness of sins the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting amen the lord be with you and with thy spirit let us pray our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever amen O Lord, show thy mercy upon us, and grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us, and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty and everlasting God, who dost govern all things in heaven and earth, mercifully hear the supplications of thy people, and grant us thy peace all the days of our life, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom. Defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. <clears throat>
Good morning to all. In this section of Ephesians, we get, well, we get some insight into sort of the structure of St. Paul's, most of his epistles, that when you, St. Paul begins his epistles with, by explaining, proclaiming some, typically some theological truth, something of the reality of what God has done in Christ. And he doesn't really get to how we should behave as a result until later on in the epistles. And usually the key word is the word, therefore, you get that in verse 17. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord. So he spent, you know, four and a half chapters of Ephesians talking about this thing that God has done in Christ to, out of the two people, Jew and Gentile, to create one new people. And this is the mystery hidden from the beginning of time. And therefore, you who were far off, now you brought near. And now we can, you know, this is insight into the height and depth and breadth and length of God's love for us. And God has ascended, Christ has ascended and given us gifts. And so then we get to, therefore, here's how you ought, therefore, because you're participating in this reality that God has done, this is how you ought to behave. And even then, we should be aware of the language of the section. It's not just prescriptive morality, do this, or God's going to punish you. It's hearkening to the reality of baptism that, and we get this language in verses 22 and 23 and 24, that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man, the old Adam would be literally the, if we got back behind the Greek to the Hebrew, which grows corrupt and be renewed in the spirit of your mind upon the new man, the new Adam put on Christ as it were. And this hearkens to the ancient practice of baptism where the candidates for baptism took off, put off their old clothes, went into the water on the other side of baptism, put on a new garment. And so St. Paul is referring to this as the ongoing pattern of the Christian life, that we're constantly putting off the old and putting on the new. We can see this really embedded in the liturgies of our church too. If you think about, for example, the Eucharistic liturgy, we come and there's a, you know, to worship, but there's a, you know, a hearing of the word, a confession, you know, and asking for mercy, but the confession of putting off, yes, examining how have we not done this, then, you know, receiving Christ, putting on the new, and then going out to do the good works we prepared to walk in. And it's not, it's an ongoing process. It's the central pattern of the Christian life. It's not something that happens once. It begins in baptism. It continues as the ongoing pattern of the Christian life. And we're looking for the resurrection of the dead when that change will be completed. As St. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. So this is the right pattern then of we always begin with the encounter with Christ, which makes us, you know, which renews us, puts off and provides forgiveness for what we've done amiss, infuses us with new life and gives the vocation to go out and live in a new way. And he gives very specific examples. So the theology is great, but so be angry and don't sin, you know, don't let your anger get the best of you. 
and resolve it uh, before the sun sets. And and um, and it says, don't give place to the devil, because when you get angry, you give the devil opportunities to lead you into very unfortunate things. If you used to steal, don't steal anymore. Now start working something productive that contributes to the good of society. And it's very interesting why he says um, that that work with your hands, that you may have something to give. The purpose of labor is you have something good to make, but also that you may have excess to share. So you used to, before Christ, you used to take. Now you be productive, and with your abundance you give. Um, your speech, don't go around criticizing, um, cursing, but instead, uh, what is good for edification that may part grace to the hearers. Think about what you're saying and have it impart something good to those who hear you. And um, and don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Remember, we've been given the Spirit. That's the guarantee now of what God's going to ultimately do. We've been sealed. And so when we act outside of this pattern of putting off and putting on the, the Holy Spirit, is we're not in sync with the Holy Spirit. And, and even the last line of today's lessons, put you know, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil sleep be put away from you. And then be kind, one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. And that's, the, that's the, the key thing, because a lot of our malicious behavior is rooted in a lack of forgiveness. Um, we, we are not personally experiencing forgiveness in relationship to God for what we've done wrong. And therefore, being unsettled, we begin to take it out on other people. So what he's saying here is we experience the reality of forgiveness in our own lives. As that goes out and we forgive others, now I don't have to blame them for everything that's wrong in my life and take it out on them. Now, as I've been forgiven and set free, I can set other people free and begin to bless them instead of, instead of making them pay for everything they've done. And this is the process of the Christian life we're living in. It's not a one-time thing. We wrestle with this, but it is the thing we wrestle with, to put off and put on as we grow into the image of Christ. So a few thoughts about today's lesson. O oh God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men.
We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be 